Okay, quiet on the set, everybody. Stand by. Roll camera. Speed. Roll sound. Speed. Market. And cue talent. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Art Aldridge, and this week in production, all hands on deck on the new MacBook Pro. So let me set the scene for this crazy week. I knew the MacBook Pro that I ordered within minutes of it being available was going to ship on the 26th of October, Tuesday. I was away on a job in Houston and I was flying back on the 26th and I was expecting, you know, to get home and have the MacBook Pro uh, waiting for me and, you know, all the goodness that was coming with that. It wasn't without drama that I was trying to get back to my office on Tuesday. I had an early morning flight. I wanted to be there to receive the MacBook Pro. Then it was drama with the weather. There was a nor'easter. We weren't sure we were going to get home. There were uh, alternate plans being discussed, going west to Las Vegas and coming back on Wednesday to the east after the storm. But I get back from the airport. I beat the arrival of UPS, which was delivering my my MacBook Pro, or as I'm now calling it, the MacBook Pro, because I bought the spec, the M1 Max chip with 32 gigabytes of RAM and a two terabyte SSD. And I was very excited to see what it could do. I I talked about it on last week's podcast. I've been tweeting about it. And uh, overall, very highly anticipating, you know, running this through its paces. So my initial impressions when I first opened up the box and looked at the machine, it bears a striking similarity to the Titanium PowerBook G4. I mean, in the sense that all of the new MacBook Pros of recent times have had taper and thin. This is not tapered at the edges. It's it's a little more square. It's a little thicker than the uh, previous MacBook Pro that I had, the 2020 i9. It's a little thicker. It's a little more square, but it's nice. The, the mini LED display is beautiful. The keyboard without the touch bar is absolutely a dream come true for me. The full-size function keys, the full-size escape key, just the layout of the keyboard, dynamite. I love it. I love it. I never want to go back to those old keyboard designs. And it has a very nice full-size touch ID for your fingerprint. It's, It's a home run. I mean, the MagSafe is back, which is great. I like the MagSafe. It has the HDMI output. Don't always use it, but when you need it, it's great not to have to have a dongle. The only thing I really wish it had was Ethernet. I would be happy with it in the in the power brick, but you know, that's still the one thing I have to use a dongle for still. The SD card slot is great. Haven't run any speed tests with that. And we're going to get into the, all the performance soon. But 
overall first impressions of the unit, amazing. The native screen size is 3456 by 2234. It does not feel tiny. Uh, my eyes, my old 53-year-old eyes like it. Uh, the liquid crystal retina, whatever they're calling it, it's it's beautiful. Beautiful. Love, love it, love it. It's quiet. Battery life, I mean, it doesn't even drop <laughs> when using it. I've been running speed tests. Half the time I didn't even have it plugged in. And it was it was just so efficient on the battery. Uh, it's it's great. And that's all fine and well. Like, you know, if you were using this for email and whatever, like, you know, that would be enough. But of course, we're looking to see what this machine can do. You know, does it live up to the hype? And I'm going to say it exceeds the hype. And I'll share with you some testing that I've done. And I, I'm not going to give you a bunch of Geekbench or uh, Blender. Like, I wanted to see this in my workflow. My tasks, is it better than what I have now? I'm not comparing this machine to my laptop from 2020, the i9 16-inch MacBook Pro. That's not even a fair comparison. I'm going head-to-head -head against my Mac Pro 2019, the 16-core 3.2 gigahertz Xeon processor, 48 gigabytes of RAM, AMD Vega 2, 32 gigabyte, you know, card with the afterburner option. Like that machine that cost me 12 grand, you know, three years ago. So I'm going head to head against that bad boy. And I'm testing it in real working scenarios for me. Your mileage may vary, but I can tell you from what I've tested in what I do on a daily basis, this laptop is amazing. So the first test that I did was something that I do frequently. I took my uh, Mavic Pro drone footage, uh, HEVC video codec, H265. Some of you may recognize it as. Um, you know, it's processor intensive to decode and to process. And I took that clip. It, I actually took a five-minute raw clip, and I took the same clip on both machines, and I did a slow motion on the whole five-minute clip, and I set my video quality in Final Cut to optical flow. And you know that that is a processor burn, okay? Processor intensive task. Let me preface all of these tests were done using the same OWC Envoy Pro FX drive. And I did that for one reason. The built-in SSD on the MacBook Pro, the Max Book Pro, is super fast. So fast. I didn't want to alter the results skew to the laptop. I wanted a true comparison on the chip. 
So Envoy Pro FX drive, which is no slouch, but I use the same drive on both machines. And the Mac Pro did that five minute clip, HEVC, optical flow, 50% slowdown, took eight minutes and 16 seconds to, to you know process. Took that same clip, new project, no render cache, nothing to cheat. And the laptop took five minutes and 25 seconds. That's about one and a half times faster than the Mac Pro. So we're off to a good start. The next test, it's another task I'm doing every day. The same HEVC 4K UHD clip. I'm spitting it out into a ProRes file to share. I took a five-minute clip, that same five-minute drum clip, and I did file, export, master clip, or now it's just called export clip, ProRes 422. The Mac Pro, one minute and 11 seconds. Wait for it. The MaxBook Pro, 28 seconds, two and a half times faster than the Mac Pro. That's real world improvement. Another test that I did, which is another task I do all the time. I love the neat video denoiser. It's very good when you have to clean up, you know, poorly uh, shot footage. Not that I ever shoot poor footage, but, you know, sometimes you get these clips that come in and you need to um, clean them up. So HEVC clip, 4K UHD, one minute in duration. Timed them both. Mac Pro, nine minutes, 23 seconds. Max Book Pro, 432. Two times faster. And I used the version of Neat that is optimized for Apple Silicon on the MaxBook Pro. And I used the version that's, you know, for Intel, the latest version on the Mac Pro. So apples to apples, as far as that's concerned. The only thing is I used the optimized version of Neat for the MaxBook. So two times faster. I'll take that all day long to the bank. Then I just wanted to see, you know, maybe I'm skewing the test heavy on uh, HEVC. So I took a, uh, a ProRes clip that uh, was shot on the Varicam, five minutes, and I just exported it as ProRes 422. 56 seconds on the Mac Pro with the afterburner, 44 seconds on the MaxBook Pro. So about, uh, you know, one and a quarter times faster. Again, even though it's closer, right, the, the Apple Silicon, the M1 Max is faster. Then I was, uh, you know, having some conversations with some people in the live streaming universe that I have, you know, one foot in, you know, editing, shooting, live streaming. Those are all big avenues of income for me. So I wanted to see what this machine would do 
on Mimo. Mimo Live is uh, the software I use for live streaming. It's made by a company called Boinks. And uh, it's, it's, I love it. It's great. I've talked about it on the podcast before. Go back and listen to some of those episodes if you haven't heard them. But it's what I do all my, you know, Zoom recording through and the Iditarod live streaming. Anything I'm doing live streaming is uh, Mimo Live. Boinks just released an update to Mimo written for Apple Silicon. It's a beta version. It's version 6 beta 3. That's the latest version at the time of my testing. And I had some very, very interesting results. I did a test. This is something that was choking my Mac Pro uh, last year when I was trying to do um, 25 uh, inbound WebRTC feeds and then ISO recording them. And I hit some limits on the machine and I wanted to see where I was going to land. I wanted to revisit that recording, see how many ISOs I could get recorded. I wasn't just going to do ProRes because ProRes is actually easier on the computer to record. So I went back to HEVC, Mac Pro, maxed out at six HEVC recordings at the same time. When I put the seventh one in, it started dropping frames. And again, going this was going to the internal SSD on each respective machine. So the Mac Pro at that test was going to the internal SSD. The MacBook Pro, the MaxBook Pro, internal SSD recording. So Mac Pro, six HEVC records simultaneously, no drop frames. MaxBook Pro, 18 stream recordings, HEVC. Three times more power in the processing to do the HEVC recording. I'm trying to do some other testing with uh, multiple inbound streams. You may have seen some posts I put out on Facebook trying to get people to join. I did a 10 in, 10 out test on the laptop, performed without uh, any issues in the recording or in the streaming. Um, I need to test that some more to give some other performance guidance there, but very, very impressive in live streaming. I was able to do 25 ProRes recordings on the laptop. I was able to also do 25 ProRes recordings on the Mac Pro. So I have to see how much further I can push that. It takes, takes time to do these tests. This is basically day two of testing. I'm recording this podcast on day two of the testing, so I haven't had enough time to push Mimo harder. But here's one that you'll appreciate if you're a listener to this podcast. Episode 96 from a couple of weeks ago, I talked about this, this awful, awful project that just went in a bad direction. And I was done with it. I buried it. I ranted about it and I moved on. Well, guess what happened today? They called and they wanted 
a cut down version uh, without some time sensitive information in it. And uh, they wanted me to spit that out as quick as I could. I'm like, joy, joy, joy. But I took that as an opportunity to take that project on the laptop and see the performance against the tower, the Mac Pro. I'll give you a brief recap on what that project was. It was a Brady Bunch effect, 25 video boxes on the screen at the same time, and it choked, choked the Mac Pro. I couldn't even edit all of the audio in because it just could not handle the playback of all of that stuff. And that was coming off a fast disk. It was not an issue of disk performance. It was processor choke. And I actually had to not use all the voices of the 25 boxes just because I couldn't get real-time playback. And in order to edit it and retime it, like I needed real-time playback. So I took that project, put it on an Envoy FX disk, popped it on the Max Book Pro. Guess what? It played those 25 boxes back in real time. And I put in the audio. I put in six clips of audio, which is I couldn't do on the Mac Pro. Played it no problem. So with some further testing, I'm sure I could have edited that project much easier on myself if I had the, the MaxBook Pro. Ironic that that little change came through today while I have the laptop here in testing. Now, I am not, I'm not completely done with my internal testing. I need to take this on the road, which I'm gonna do this weekend. I'm gonna bring it to Dallas where I have another golf event. I'm gonna slip it into the DIT universe of Mr. Tom Chartrand, and I'm gonna ask him to run as much side-by-side in jest with my P2 workflow as I can. And we're gonna see if there's any bugs, any compatibility issues. I haven't really gotten that far down the road with hardware, external hardware. So I need to do some more testing there to really see if there's gonna be problems. You may be reading things online, you may be watching YouTube like I am with all the people reviewing the laptop, they're complaining about different things, the notch, all this bull about that, forget it. You get past it. I don't even notice it anymore. The camera is dynamite. The 1080 camera with this intelligence in the processor for cleaning up the image looks a thousand times better than what we had before. So you'll get past the notch. It does not bother me. The camera's great. Screen is great. Keyboard is great. Ports are great. Everything is great. Everything is awesome when that is my real-world, hands-on first impressions of the Max Book Pro. Say that 16 times fast. I dare you. I would, without hesitation, do this machine all day long. You could hook it up to three XDR displays if you wanted to do that. You can uh, run it on HDMI out for monitors, 
lots of configuration options. The only thing I don't know is whether it's worth getting the 64 gigabyte RAM version. I mean, if money is no object, why not load it up? But my testing has proven to me that this 32 gig version is smoking fast. I don't know, you know, what the pro versus the max performance difference will be, but honestly, you might as well just go all in on this bad boy. I think 64 gigs would be great if you're running multiple applications at the same time. I'm not generally doing that where I'm running like, let's say After Effects and Resolve or Resolve and, you know, Premiere or Final Cut and was like, I'm not running two heavy duty applications at the same time. If that's your universe, probably 64 gigs is better. I'm pretty happy with the 32. I'm not regretting it. I mean, maybe if I buy another one, I probably go with more internal SSD capacity because it is so fast. I think you'll find more gains in using the built-in storage for work, not just, you know, the boot up and all of that. So that's maybe where I would spend my money. But if again, if money is no object, just go max it out, go, go all in on max, all in on max book pro. Do you have something to say? Drop me an email at thisweekinproduction at gmail.com. Or even better, call our new TWIP voice mailbox and leave us a message. 601-564-TWIP. That's 601-564-8947. Also, a reminder that This Week in Production is available on all major podcast platforms, including Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. So please subscribe to get every episode. Lastly, if you like what you hear, would you mind giving me a rating or a review? I'd appreciate that. Okay, that's a wrap on this week in production. Thanks for listening.